0: Have you ever had a double, or a look-alike? In the era of social media, having someone that looks like you could just be a fun coincidence. But Laura would have us believe otherwise. In the mythology of these twin strangers, tragedy could befall you if someone sees your double. Worse yet, seeing your own would mark your certain, impending death. While the threat of being replaced by such an entity appears to be nothing more than a movie trope, should we all still fear the horrible possibilities of... Doppelgangers.
1: 13 Degrees of Screams,
0: where we watch and dissect your favorite spooky movies.
1: I'm your host, Alex.
0: And Stephanie. And this is
1: a Mostly Horror Podcast.
0: Each season, we will rank 13 movies on a scariness scale from, you guessed it, 1 to 13.
1: We will uncover the real-life myths and legends that inspire these movies and tell you just how authentic they are.
0: This week, we impersonate a puppet in Muppets Most Wanted. So, Stephanie. Yes.
1: Have you seen Muppets Most Wanted before we watched it for the podcast?
0: No, I haven't. I remember the commercials for it when it came out, though.
1: I don't. No? <laughs> no, I don't think so. It, not, none of it looked familiar when I watched the movie. Let's put it that way. Oh, okay. Although, I didn't realize, you know that Kermit meme? Where he has like Uh, the the hood. hood, Yeah. I I didn't know that's where this
0: came from. Oh, I did. I did that at least. Oh, did you? Yeah. When it came up, I'm like, holy shit, I've seen that before. (laughs) I was wondering if this would be the one from the tea too, but I don't, I must be another movie. The which one? Oh, he's sipping the tea. He's like, but that's none of my business or whatever. Yeah.
1: (laughs) That was exciting. I Mm -hmm. didn't realize that.
0: (laughs) You saw the cloak and you're like, it is. It is this. (laughs) I know what that is at (laughs) least. (laughs) Did you like it? Uh yeah I did. I think Muppets are fun. Did you ever watch any of the movies growing up?
1: I had Muppets Treasure Island.
0: I love that one.
1: I did too. Mhm. Other than that, I was never like a Muppets kid though. Yeah. Like I had a Kermit like toy when I was a kid that I really liked, but I never like really watched Muppets outside of that movie.
0: Okay. So I like the Pirates movie. I can't remember too many others I actually watched. As I've gotten older, I've liked The Muppets Christmas Carol. So I'll put that on like during the holidays, obviously. Oh,
1: isn't the one that has like a really creepy one of the ghosts is really creepy looking?
0: Oh, maybe. Um oh,
1: Apparently you don't think so.
0: I don't remember, honestly. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm sure. I mean, Christmas Carol always has like the creepy future ghost. So just depends. I
1: don't even think it was a future one either, which oh, is the funny part, you know. Oh, it's
0: like a weird puppet, and she's weird looking. Weird looking,
1: yeah. yeah. The weird looking one,
0: yeah. Like they didn't bring her back for other movies. They were just like, "That's good." <laughs>
1: we traumatize enough people. Yeah. I've only seen bits and pieces of that one, and I remember like that being weird. I can't. I can't tell you what she looked like, but I remember. I remember like, now.
0: Yeah, it was. That's not okay. She's the ghost of the PS. I think
1: is she now? I gotta look it up. Hold on. <laughs> Live reaction on the pot. Well, not live reaction. Oh, yeah. Oh, God.
0: Oh, God. Let me see. I haven't seen it in a while.
1: Uncanny Valley. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's like human, but like not a human.
0: Yeah, like a mixture of a little girl and a puppet and a ghost.
1: (laughs) that makes me so uncomfortable.
0: It is very uncomfy.
1: Look at, there's a PNG of her. Mm -hmm. You can use for something. Okay, you know what? Alright, I'm just gonna say it. obviously we have this as a one. But mm-hmm. this movie would be a twelve. Yeah. <laughs> if
0: Fair. we covered
1: this movie because of this bitch. <laughs>
0: yeah. Okay. But,
1: but we didn't cover Christmas. We covered Most Wanted. Yes, that's true. Which was definitely a one. Not a horror movie in any way, shape, or form. So this is one of our
0: silly ones.
1: Silly ones.
0: But but as I keep rationalizing though, I have to just to keep including these things. Doppelgangers can also be a twin or mistaken identity situation. So uh-huh. that's why I keep including them.
1: You're justifying this kid's movie yes. by saying that a doppelganger could be <laughs> a mistaken identity. Yes, I am. <laughs> As if there's no horror movies that cover that topic.
0: Well, there's plenty. We, we've covered them. <laughs> I know. That's not a justification then. I You're think we like need a wide range, though. We need degrees, not <laughs> not like a bunch of the same movies. It's
1: almost like we need 13 of them.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what I found us.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, see, look, the intro makes sense. When I say this is a mostly horror podcast, this mm. is the instance where it's not.
0: Yes. Just to please Stephanie. Just <laughs> to
1: spice it up. You know, Stephanie, uh, you know, likes horror movies, but is not. The biggest horror movie.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's scary,
1: But it's a nice little break from Mm -hmm. terror.
0: Sometimes you just need like a little gentle, gentle little movie that
1: suffers it. You know what? It's a palate cleanser.
0: Mm, Yes.
1: We'll go with that. Yes, that's fair. So this is our one movie. Are you ready to hear some movie background? Yes, please. Muppets Most Wanted is a 2014 American musical heist comedy film directed by James Bobbin. Produced by David Hoberman and Todd Lieberman, and written by Bobin and Nicholas Stoller. Produced by Walt Disney Pictures and Mandeville Films, it is the eighth theatrical film featuring the Muppets and serves as a sequel to The Muppets in 2011.
0: Yeah, I remember. They had like this comeback movie. I don't remember why. Like, maybe it's because it had been since the 90s they had made a movie? I don't know.
1: I remember The Muppets coming out, like, the one literally just called The Muppets. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize this was a direct sequel.
0: Yeah. I always thought, at least from the movies I watched as a kid, it was kind of like treating them as their own individual, and do like, slice of life <laughs> kind of situations.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, one-off stories. Yeah. I will say, I've never seen The Muppets, the 2011 one. Yeah. I haven't either. So, I feel like you could still watch this movie without seeing The Muppets,
0: yeah, there was, like, a little bit of a reference to the previous movie, but...
1: Nothing that you're, like, oh, it's gonna... Like,
0: where you can't understand the story. Right.
1: It, it's, it's... It's a it's,
0: child story. Yeah, you, you'll for get sure.
1: You'll be fine. I'm sure that that one Muppet that's kind of like a little boy... Yeah. I feel like was...
0: Charlie was upset with him, and he's like, who is he? <laughs>
1: yeah, I feel like he was from the first one.
0: He is. I mentioned that in the notes. Oh, huh. I covered it, because uh, he kept bringing it up.
1: <laughs> I, who, Charlie? Yes.
0: He was like, who is this guy? <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's a new guy. Leave him alone. Don't worry about it. He is the
0: imposter. <laughs> like,
1: He's the one imposter?
0: He is the imposter.
1: <laughs> no, it's not him.
0: No, no, he isn't.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the film stars Ricky Gervais, Ty Burrell, Tina Fey, alongside Muppet performer Steve Whitmire, Eric Jacobson, Dave Goles, Bill Beretta, David Rudman, Matt Vogel, and Peter Linz. Felt Like, I needed to list them out, so there you go.
0: Yeah, maybe I need to look it up, but I swear Josh Groban is in the end of this. He is, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah,
1: um, there's a shit ton of people,
0: right? Okay, but I just didn't see his name listed, so I was like, maybe. Wasn't oh, confused. yeah,
1: no, that those, so those people I listed off were like the performers or the puppets themselves
0: oh okay
1: yeah there's like so many cameos yeah that i would, I would consider them cameos because they're just like one-off
0: mm-hmm.
1: there's so many let me pull it up really quick because <laughs> i didn't name them all but
0: there's you, quite a few yeah
1: so some of the cameos from this movie that you probably would know does stanley tucci selma hayek ross lynch uh Sear Sharonin was in this Danny Trejo plays Danny Trejo, which was hilarious. (laughs) That was funny. Lady Gaga ushers in it. Celine Dion. Mm -hmm.
0: Can Uh I just talk about the funny scene where she talks about Danny Trejo? Yeah, of course. So I won't mention it in the plot just because it's just a little funny moment here. We sent her on a jail in a couple of scenes. And uh, at one point, the prison warden's just like... Good night, uh, Prison King. Good night. Good night, Axe Slinger. Good, Good night, Danny Trejo. Yeah, they
1: just say his name. Yeah. You know? <laughs> That's why, I'm like, oh, he's just playing himself. Yes. I'm not expecting that, but it, it checks out. Mm-hmm. James McAvoy is in it. Josh Groban, as you said, P. Diddy is in it. There's so many people.
0: There's some people I don't even remember seeing, but like, I remember Usher and. Uh, stanley tucci oh yeah
1: tony bennett chloe grace moretz debbie ryan from disney channel back in the day wasn't it
0: mm-hmm.
1: so and more there was more but that's <laughs> i am not going through everybody yeah exactly but that was exciting mm-hmm. um this was actually tony bennett's final film before his retirement in 2021 and uh later death two years later
0: oh that's sad i oh, know
1: Muppet's Most Wanted had its world premiere at the El Capitan Theatre in Los Angeles on March eleventh twenty fourteen and was re- released theatrically in north America on march twenty first by Walt Disney Studios Motion Pictures. The film was not as successful as its predecessor, grossing about eighty point four million worldwide on a budget of fifty one million. It received positive reviews from critics who praised its humor, music, and emotion. The film was dedicated to longtime Muppet performer Jerry Nelson, who died during the film's development. And Jane Henson, who died two months into production. Oh. On June 13th, 2013, the title of the film was changed from The Muppets Again to Muppets Most Wanted, although the original title is actually mentioned in the opening song. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so it was originally called The Muppets... Dot, 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 again, <laughs> exclamation point. But they changed it.
0: I mean, they do have that whole opening song, like, this is a sequel. And I was like, oh, oops. Like... <laughs> <laughs>
1: Does the first one have to do with doppelgangers? Probably
0: not. I did not think so.
1: So we can't do that.
0: Nope. Oops. That's weird. Okay. Whoopsie.
1: Rotten Tomatoes gave the film a score of 80% based on reviews from 197 critics with a rating average of 6.7 out of 10. The site's critical consensus stated, while it may not reach the delirious heights of The Muppets, Muppets Most Wanted still packs in enough clever gags, catchy songs, and celebrity cameos to satisfy fans of all ages. Metacritic gave the film a score of sixty one out of hundred based on thirty seven reviews, indicating generally favorable reviews. CinemaScore audience gave him up its most wanted a B plus grade rating on a A plus to F scale. So in the B range.
0: Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. It was fine. It was pretty did we good.
1: did we actually say if we liked it? Yeah, we did. It yeah, was, It was good it was too long
0: it was a little long like you figure with a kids movie you know tight hour and a half at the most but this was like two hours it was over
1: two hours i was like although actually not quite because there was 18 minutes worth of credits
0: oh oh okay that's fair because
1: i remember like
0: but they did have a lot of people (laughs)
1: yeah it was going on and on and on and then i'm like okay it feels like we're wrapping this up and it still was like (laughs) 18 minutes left. And I'm like, holy shit, this are all credits? And then I skipped towards the end because I thought maybe there was like a post-credit scene.
0: Oh, was there? No. No? Oh, okay.
1: I don't, unless I missed it. No, I didn't see it.
0: Mm. There's just
1: a lot of credits. Yeah,
0: okay.
1: So I was like, okay. So it's really like an hour and 45 minutes, about, so.
0: Okay. And just so we know, uh, in case anyone's wondering what the original was about, Walter, the world's biggest Muppet fan, is on vacation in Los Angeles with his brother Gary jason siegel and gary's girlfriend mary amy adams they discover that greedy Tex Richmond chris cooper plans to completely destroy <laughs> muppet studios and drill for oil on the spot desperate to save the muppets former stomping grounds the three friends join forces with kermit to reunite miss piggy Fozzie, and the rest of the gang to hold a telethon to raise the 10 million they need to save the studio Huh. Oh, so it's like a get-the-band-back-together kind of movie.
1: I kind of fuck with that idea. hmm I feel like I'm going to watch that now.
0: <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> Are you ready for the plot?
1: Yes, ma'am.
0: After wrapping up on a film, the Muppets, along with new-edition Walter from the previous film, find themselves at a loss of what to do next to drum up fans. They meet with Dominic Badguy, who suggests <laughs> they go on a European tour with him as their tour manager.
1: Well, how does he say it's pronounced? Like
0: Badguy or Be-guy, something. Yeah, like, something.
1: Badgo bad or something. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Dominic Badguy. Bad I
1: was <laughs> like, oh. They, they get right
0: to the point of like oh, he's the
1: one. <laughs> yeah. Keep an eye out. It's mm-hmm. Ricky Gervais's character.
0: Mm-hmm. As the Muppets' tour begins, in a Siberian gulag, a criminal mastermind frog named Constantine that looks nearly identical to Kermit, except for a mole on his face, escapes and joins his subordinate Dominic to begin a plot to steal the crown jewels of the United Kingdom.
1: This is like a completely different... Kind of vibe again. I didn't see the first one, but based on what you just told me, this is like completely out of left field. (laughs) Like,
0: who thought of this idea? Yeah, and there's like a lot of like crime show references and stuff throughout this, so Mm -hmm. it's funny. Once in Berlin, Dominic tells the Muppets that he secured a prestigious venue that's conveniently located next to Berlin's National Museum. Oh, wow,
1: how did that happen? Mm -hmm. How coincidental. (laughs)
0: However, Kermit begins to worry about selling enough tickets to keep them afloat, while the other Muppets are constantly asking to perform excessive or unreasonable acts like indoor running of the bulls, and Miss Piggy is also pressuring him to get married.
1: Dude, Kermit, I feel so bad for him.
0: He looks stressed. Uh,
1: that'd be me in this situation. Everyone's
0: like, oh, it's fine, let's do this.
1: I beg, like, no, we need to follow those plans. Yes. What are the rules?
0: Yeah. So, Dominic suggests he go out and clear his head, where Constantine ambushes him and glues a fake mole to his face before slipping away. And it's real funny. It's, like, all foggy. And this frog in a cloak just kind of, like, zips past him and, like, slams this mole on his face and just God. slips away.
1: Yeah, this this is the part where the, the meme comes mm,
0: from. Yes, exactly.
1: It's shrouded in mystery. Mm-hmm. Then, oh, he doesn't do this quite yet, but he covers up his with green paint.
0: yeah. I didn't mention that in the plot, so go for it.
1: <laughs> oh, that was it. He yeah. covers up his with some green paint, mm-hmm. and oh, it's Kermit. It's, it's, uh, he has a very thick Russian accent, obviously. And he
0: never disguises it very really well. He's, Not even. Every a time bit. he talks to them, he's like, hi, no, <laughs> <laughs> It's me, Kermit. <laughs> it is me, Kermit. Couldn't be tea rug? Mistaken for Constantine, Kermit is sent to the Gulag. Taking Kermit's place with the assistance of Dominic, he pulls off a bad impression of Kermit, which the others accept, but Animal knows it's not the real Kermit.
1: Animal's my favorite. He I He's love like, him. Bad Frog! Bad Frog. I think he, uh, he's my favorite <laughs> Muppet, I think, out of all of them.
0: He's fun. Do you have a favorite Muppet? Well, Charlie says that I'm Beeper. <laughs> it's
1: actually a Beaker.
0: Or a Beaker? Yeah, like Oopsie. B-E-A-K. Oh, yeah, because yeah. of the science thing. I'm yeah. But that's fair. I'm also. At
1: at first I was like, beeper. I'm like, oh, beaker. Because you text. Hey, that Charlie said you're (laughs) beaker. I mean, I like beaker. (laughs) He's funny. Yeah. (laughs) Is that what he thinks of you? That's all he hears when you talk? (laughs) I guess so. Wow.
0: Yeah, that's my husband. (laughs) Mm,
1: What a peach.
0: My favorite is probably Fozzie Bear. I like him. Uh, Waka waka. (laughs) (laughs) Gonzo's cool. I don't know. I mean, like,
1: I'm all for different reasons, but I think Animal's my favorite.
0: Yeah. I do like Gonzo, and weirdly enough, though, the rat wasn't in it. What's the rat's name? Oh, yeah. I saw, like, his backup singers in one scene, but... I don't know. I
1: remember him from the pirate movie. Yeah. Because he had the little spyglass.
0: Yeah. What's his name? Rizzo.
1: Rizzo. Yeah, I think so.
0: Yeah, that's it. But he wasn't in this. I liked him. Yeah, where where was he?
1: (laughs) Look at, that little, look at that little guy. yeah. Those little leggies.
0: <laughs> it always looks weird to me when they show their legs. I
1: don't. <laughs> the, well, yeah, when they have the full body shot, you're like, yeah. oh, my God. That's like, no,
0: please don't. <laughs> I don't
1: know how I feel about that.
0: <laughs> at the opening of the Berlin performance, Constantine gets stage fright introducing the show, so Scooter has to do it for him. During the Muppets' performance, Constantine and Dominic steal paintings from their museum next door. So the next morning, Interpol agent Jean Pierre Napoleon and CIA agent Sam the Eagle grudgingly team up to apprehend the culprit. Napoleon believes it may be the lemur, the most known criminal in the world, second to Constantine. Meanwhile, Kermit has attempted several times to escape the gulag, but is thwarted each time by prison guard Nadia, who is not only aware of his true identity, but is also infatuated with him like Miss Piggy. Nadia. Orders Kermit to help organize the prisoners' annual talent show, either that or go to the wall, which is just an ice (laughs) wall that she sticks him to. I know.
1: Uh, Wait, did she know that it wasn't Constantine? Yeah, the whole time. I didn't get that part. Am I? Like, she's like,
0: even if it's not you. Oh. I didn't. They they kind of figure out in the prison yard, like right away. Like Kermit says, "Thank you." At some point, they're all like, "You're not Constantine." (laughs) Yeah, because
1: Kermit returns, and they're all like, "Constantine's back!" Woo! Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, he like thanks them, and they all slowly turn around to like, "Wait a minute!" (laughs) I didn't realize she didn't know. (laughs) Oh no!
0: Everyone knows, and (laughs) (laughs) that makes it so much better. (laughs) That's so funny. Yeah, because they like they directly call him Kermit after a while, like. I missed that. Yeah. Because at first I just don't believe him. But then after a while, they're like, yeah, it's probably Kermit. But who cares? You're in
1: gulag now. Uh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Damn, that's rough. Mm-hmm. They don't give a
0: shit. Following hidden instructions on the stolen painting of Colonel Thomas Blood from the last person best known for his attempt on the crown jewels in 1671, Constantine and Dominic divert the, the tour to Madrid, Spain. Constantine allows the Muppets to perform whatever they wish, much to Walter's confusion. During this show, Constantine and Dominic break into a museum and destroy a room full of busts to find a key needed for their plan. Even though the performance is a disaster, the Muppets receive critical acclaim.
1: Wait a minute. Yeah, that's a hot mess. Piggy's singing. Is this the part where she's singing with Selene Dion? Or is Uh. that later? I can't remember.
0: Uh, she keeps on asking Kermit and then Constantine if she can just sing, like, five Celine Dion songs in a row. And then finally she does this big song. It's later in the movie, but then Celine Dion comes on and sings with her.
1: <laughs> I was not expecting that
0: at all. It wasn't, like, at a performance, though. It was, like, the yeah. singing montage kind of thing. hmm and Sam and Napoleon deduce that the connection between the crimes is the Muppet Tour and the pair interrogates the Muppets only to find that they are too ill-equipped to be guilty. The, <laughs> it's funny they're like they can't they're and, too stupid.
1: Yeah. I mean good for them because <laughs> like otherwise they would have been
0: <laughs> in a lot of
1: trouble. Yeah.
0: The instructions on the stolen key lead Constantine and Dominic to schedule the next show in Dublin, Ireland. In Dublin, Walter discovers that Dominic has been giving away show tickets and bribing critics' journalists to ensure a packed house and rave reviews, while Fozzie notices Kermit's resemblance to Constantine, finally.
1: Finally, the only difference is <laughs> the mole on the face. Mm-hmm.
0: Girl, pull it together. And they're literally like just like putting their finger over the mole on the picture of, mm-hmm. of Constantine in the paper of the wanted ad. And they're like, so who's this? And they're like, Constantine. And then they move, put their finger. It's Kermit. It's Kermit. <laughs> Like, what do you (laughs) (laughs) think? They both realize that Constantine has taken Kermit's place and brought in Dominic as his accomplice. Constantine attacks Walter and Fozzie, but Animal fends him off, and the three escape from the train to rescue Kermit. During the Dublin performance, Dominic steals a locket from the Bank of Ireland, and Constantine proposes to Miss Piggy on stage. Miss Piggy accepts, and the pair plan a wedding ceremony to be held at the Tower of London in London, England, where the crown jewels are kept.
1: Okay. <laughs> hey, you know what? Whatever it takes to get to where they need to go. Mhm. At first I was like kind of not disappointed in the plot, but I'm like, hey, you know what? That actually is kind of clever making them perform where they need to go.
0: Yeah. It's the perfect It's like plan. National Treasure-ish. I love National Treasure. <laughs> Do you like National Treasure? I know a lot of guys that like National Treasure. No, National Treasure is a good movie. I don't know what it is about it, but
1: I remember it was like last year. I really wanted to watch National Treasure, and I was not signed into uh, Disney Plus. <laughs> I was like, no. I was like, I was like, my day is ruined. Kind of. I was. Like, I want to watch National Treasure after work. Did not watch National <laughs> Treasure after work. It's okay.
0: Have you watched it since? No. No. But,
1: but now I might. I'm on vacation this week. So oh, maybe. you should.
0: Yeah. Maybe I'll watch One Ant. Ooh, as a treat.
1: As a little treat for me. <laughs>
0: I'll watch it with Zuko. Yeah, there you go. I'm sure he'll love it. So
1: suspenseful,
0: this It is. And just, it's really funny how they figure out stuff. Not funny, but interesting.
1: Yeah. I like those adventure movies.
0: Bozzie, Walter, and Animal reach the Siberian Gulag on the night of the performance, and Kermit uses it as a front to allow them himself, and all the prisoners to escape the gulag. Kermit, Fozzie, and Walter, an animal, infiltrate the tower as the wedding begins, and Dominic, with the help of Bobby Benson's baby band, <laughs> oh, manages to steal the jewels. These are Cabbage Patch dolls. <laughs> Is that what they're called? Bobby Benson's baby band? They, I, you can tell me all you want, whatever they're called. They are Cabbage Patch dolls. Yeah.
1: I didn't know they had a name. I didn't know either. They were little baby bumpets and they were very disturbing looking. Yeah, we are creepy. This is actually a two on the scale. Whatever (laughs) we have is two. Switch them. (sighs) That was terrifying.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They were icky. <laughs> These <laughs> little babies. Ew. They're strange looking. Ew, the, I baby. thought they were couch patch dolls just because, I don't know, around they, the same time. I don't know.
1: Well, they have the same like face shape and everything.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And Muppets that look human, uh no. Mm. Like stick to the animals, the creatures. Do not give me a Muppet that looks somewhat human-like.
0: It just it, looks wrong. It's just,
1: again. I kind of mentioned like the uncanny valley stage. That's where we're at. There, I was like, I <laughs> well, don't even.
0: Walter looks a little too close sometimes.
1: Yeah, he wasn't as egregious because uh, I think he he was like what? What color was he? Yellow?
0: He's like yellowish, but he's like wearing kind of like normal clothes and yeah. stuff. And I mean, Miss Piggy does too, but she's a pig, so right.
1: And if I were to make a Muppet, I would not go for human. No. I would be like. I'm going to do an animal. I yeah, would do that's the more fun, fun
0: one. Yeah. Not a human. Yeah. Ew. Humans are icky.
1: Oh yeah, they are. And also, <laughs> the Muppets are like fuzz, like fuzzy. Fo- yeah. yeah. It looks. It doesn't look right.
0: Mm-hmm. Agreed.
1: <laughs>
0: Kermit interrupts the ceremony, revealing Constantine's ruse. But the crook takes Miss Piggy hostage and flees to a helicopter, where he is intercepted by Dominic, who is actually a little lemur and intends to double cross him. And he's like, in this huge lemur getup? Like I was like, oh. A skin tight. That's not what I was expecting. I know. I was
1: expecting like a lemur, not a man in a lemur. Like another
0: Muppet kind of creature, yeah.
1: Which would have been much better.
0: Uh Uh-huh. I would like that, too.
1: Let's just scrap that plot twist and actually get the lemur. Yeah. Proper. Yes. Not this man.
0: Constantine ejects him out of the helicopter and tries to take off with Miss Piggy, but Kermit jumps aboard, and the rest of the Muppets climb atop each other to stop the escape. Kermit and Piggy knock out Constantine, and both criminals are arrested by Sam and Napoleon. Nadia arrives in London to arrest Kermit for escaping, despite the latter being innocent the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) That's
1: ridiculous.
0: (laughs) It's just because she loves him and she wants to spend more time with him. (laughs) I mean, we could do that without, you Mm -hmm. know,
1: being in jail.
0: Nope. <laughs> she likes that it's convenient, too. Like, that was such a work weird work and love.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was like such a weird like side plot yeah. in this movie. Like that wasn't necessary, no. but I'm not mad that it happened. No. Especially now that I knew she knew it was Kermit the Holt. <laughs> yeah. That makes it like ten times better. Right. I Yep, you know what? I like it even more now. I'd mm-hmm. rather the movie just been Kermit trying to escape the gulag. Yeah, no
0: no actual side plot. <laughs>
1: yeah, that should have been the main focus. I don't care about the heist anymore. I mm-hmm. just want to see Tina Fey's relationship with Kermit.
0: Yes, please.
1: They should do like a second sequel where it's just Kermit's point of view the entire time. Yes. That's it.
0: Yeah, there you go. Back at the gulag. <laughs> yeah,
1: back at the gulag. <laughs> yeah, Muppets... Yeah, back at the gulag. That's as good as I was gonna get.
0: <laughs> the other Muppets tell her that if she arrests him, then she will have to take all of them back as well. And I was like, uh, she just lost all of her inmates, so she has the room. Yeah. <laughs> but she relents, allowing Kermit to go free. The Muppets perform at the gulag with Constantine and the prisoners participating. It was funny. sometimes. <laughs> <It> was- <laughs> <was> fun <laughs> I
1: liked the part because, like, we didn't really go too in depth with the talent show thing or play they were doing. Yeah. They were really getting into it? <laughs> the prisoners?
0: Yeah, yeah. Like,
1: yeah, okay. I'd watch a show from them.
0: Mm-hmm. They did a song from Chorus Line when they were doing the auditions and stuff. Oh, that, that was from? Was, huh? mm-hmm. I had to look it up. But I remember hearing it before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who was it that kept trying to sing? Oh, Tina Fey really wanted to sing. But she wasn't good. Oh, yeah. And Kermit's like, yeah, and you can do your solo after. <laughs>
1: <laughs> when it's over.
0: And then it cut to the end credit.
1: Kermit was so dirty for that. Mm-hmm. Wow. Like she
0: has a crush on you, just be like, a little nice. No. No, Kermit's <laughs>
1: all business. He's like, this is what we're going to do. Sorry you can't do your shitty performance.
0: hmm <laughs> you
1: got to keep it good.
0: So do you want to hear about criminal cases that involved imposters? Yes. So, obviously, an imposter is a person who pretends to be someone else in order to deceive others, especially for fraudulent gain. What? Yes. I didn't know. (laughs) (laughs) And then, as an example, we have the case of the Tykeboard Klamet. And this is from an article from the History Channel for six infamous imposters. Infamous? Um, yes. <laughs> infamous. Infamous. <laughs> I'm so infamous. <laughs> I'm so famous it's in.
1: <laughs> it's in. Not out, it's in.
0: And this is a case that captivated Victorian England Oh. in 1854, Sir Roger Tykeborne.
1: Oh, that's his name. Yes. Okay, I was like, is that a
0: thing that I should know? <laughs> no. A member of an aristocratic British family left South Africa on a ship that soon was lost at sea. He was presumed dead. And devastated by her son's disappearance, Titeborn's mother, convinced he was still alive, placed ads in the newspaper around the world offering a reward for information about Roger. In 1865, so this is like 11 years later, a man purporting to be the missing heir came forward saying he'd been saved from the shipwreck and taken to Australia, where he'd been working as a butcher and going by the name Tom Castro. Oh! Okay. Yeah, you know, like you do.
1: Yeah, I guess I better just get a new identity and Mm -hmm. just work as a butcher for 11 years. Yeah,
0: I don't think I'll go back to my mom or anything.
1: No, this is fine.
0: After Castro traveled to England, Lady Tychborn decided he was her long-lost son, Roger. However, when Castro tried to claim a share of the family fortune, he was challenged by other Tychborn relatives. They hired investigators who alleged Castro was actually a London-born butcher named Arthur Orton. So he wasn't even in Australia. Ever. Why would he
1: lie about where he was? That's weird. I mean, he didn't lie about being a butcher, at least. I guess so. He was indeed a butcher, so that's good.
0: Yeah. <laughs> One truth and two lies. Yeah. During the subsequent trial, a number of people supported the so-called Tike born claimant, but a story had discrepancies, including the fact he didn't know French. A, langu- <laughs> <laughs> a language Roger had spoken and he failed to prove his case. Oh. I just forgot, you know? You know, I've been away for so long. <laughs> what do you don't use something, you lose it, you know? <laughs> in 1873, the claimant went on trial for perjury, and the following year was convicted of impersonating Roger Tykeborne In an age long before photo IDs and DNA testing, the claimant's trial, some of the lengthiest in English legal history, captivated the public and divided British society, with many average citizens believing the claimant was being robbed of his rightful inheritance. Claimant spent a decade behind bars, and after his release, accepted money to admit he was an impostor, only to later retract his confession. And he he's, died in eighteen ninety-eight.
1: <laughs> he's like, "I'm an impostor." Just kidding.
0: <laughs> for monies.
1: But for money. Oh but, my god! What even? Yeah. The gall, like, and what's uh, the home girl didn't even realize it wasn't her, her son.
0: son. Like.
1: Yeah, eleven years. It was eleven years. With yeah, Bar, but, but like, still.
0: how different could your son be? <laughs> Like I mean, I granted, I guess they sent him pretty young at the time, probably to go fight and stuff, but I feel like,,
1: I don't know, I don't know what I feel like. I'm trying to think if like someone I knew left for eleven years, hadn't seen them or heard from them, and they came back.
0: Well, wait, no, he didn't even go to fight. he was just left on a ship, so uh,
1: bay and he,
0: there was a shipwreck, so I don't know, I guess it depends how old.
1: But what if that actually was him? That'd be crazy. That'd great. be a twist. Because I guess we don't really know. Mm. Outside of him saying it wasn't him.
0: But he retracted. So, maybe he just needs some money. i a baby with no money. <laughs> i a baby with no money. <laughs> <laughs> That's so weird. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that... The
1: French is the more damning evidence, <laughs> I would say. Yeah, no.
0: That's like, fair. It just, uh, just doesn't
1: didn't know anymore i just i gave up i forgot
0: yeah i guess so and there's also a documentary called the imposter from 2012 which is really interesting i guess not as nefarious as trying to steal money it's a little bit like i mean it's dishonest obviously right (laughs) that's bad but i'll read to you like the summary of the story okay so the story begins in a phone box in spain where burden. Phones the police saying he is a tourist who has found a young boy in a phone box and the police should collect him. He is taken to a children's home and says he is American. He has to be left in an office overnight to call his family. There he uses records in the office to contact various sheriff's office in the USA asking about missing children. (gasps) What? (laughs) Through one lead he gets the name Nicholas Barclay. He then calls to another U.S. agency claiming to be a Spanish official and asking to fax info on Nicholas. This is done and begins a task of Burden trying to look like Nicholas, including getting matching tattoos and dyeing his hair blonde. What the hell? How did he do this all in a police? <laughs> uh, he's super efficient. Yeah. Holy crap. This is all like in a police station? Like He's ready to go. Mm-hmm. He's tattooing himself <laughs> in a police station. Just like, oh, I just need to get my hands on some bleach real bad right now. Oh, to bleach his hair? Yeah, I like to make it blonde. Oh, right? yeah. Nicholas's family is told of the discovery, and the sister flies to Spain to collect him. A court decides it is Nicholas, and he is declared a U.S. citizen. She takes him back to San Antonio in Texas, where most of the family accept him. The mother is especially keen to welcome him and recognize him as her son.
1: No, girl. Mm -hmm. Wrong.
0: (laughs) Borden, who turned out to have a long record of impersonating various children, real or imaginary, embellished his claim to be Nicholas Barclay, by alleging that he had been kidnapped for purposes of sexual abuse by Mexican, European, and U.S. military personnel and transported from the U.S. to Spain. His impersonation fooled several officials in Spain and the U.S., and he was apparently accepted by many of Barclay's family members, even though he was seven years older than Barclay, spoke with a French accent, and had brown eyes and dark hair rather than Barclay's blue eyes and blonde hair. So they were just like, any kid will do.
1: (laughs) Not even, they closed their eyes and they're like, you...
0: If I remember, too, I I listened to a podcast about this documentary, and I believe, like, the kid had been missing for, like, several years, so they probably were, like, at the verge of giving up hope. And then this kid just kind of arrives, and they're like, yeah, yeah he says so. And and they assume, like, he's gone through so much trauma and everything. Like, why push it?
1: Oh, my God. That's absolutely sad. They probably just picked any random person just to make it seem like they were competent. They're mm-hmm. like, yep, yeah, we found him. <laughs> It's like a girl.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so.
1: That's crazy.
0: And the impersonation was eventually discovered as a result of the suspicions of a private investigator, Charles Parker, and an FBI agent, Nancy Fisher.
1: It took a, a private investigator for them to realize?
0: And an FBI agent. Like open, that their own child wasn't their child.
1: Use your eyeballs. <laughs> like, use your eyes and look that nothing's right. hmm Like, you don't need a detective, to realize that the features of your son are completely incorrect.
0: Right. <laughs> this is
1: absolutely crazy to It me.
0: is. And Burden was arrested and Interpol confirmed he was Burden in was 23 years old and had a long criminal record. In custody, Burden tells the police that the family killed the real Nicholas, and that is why they accepted him, as to hide the crime.
1: They killed him? I don't
0: know if that's really the truth, though. That's probably just his claim. Bitch. The main suspect is his brother Jason, who is already dead, and so is a ready scapegoat.
1: Oh, man, yeah. that didn't happen then.
0: Layton said of Burton, he invites sympathy. He has this childlike quality about him, and he can be very charming. And at other times, he can be quite repellent because he can be remorseless, and you're reminded about what he did. So, as a filmmaker, I was asking, how can I find a way of getting the audience to experience a bit of that? <laughs> That's, I guess, what the director said about the documentary.
1: What in God's... Sake? Okay, so wait. So there was no reason for him to do... Like, what was the motive? Was there one?
0: So the missing kid, Nicholas, he fails to return home after a game of basketball in San Antonio, and police thought he was kidnapped and murdered as his body was never found.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: And then Frédéric-Pierre Bourdin... As a French serial imposter the press has nicknamed the Chameleon, he began his impersonations as a child and claims to have assumed at least 500 false identities, three being teenage missing people. He was a fatherless child with a distracted mother. Burton was an outcast as a youth and began to impersonate orphans as a way of getting attention. His story was always the same. He only wanted a family and a place to be schooled. That's what they say. Hmm.
1: I don't know about that, but if that's true, that's kinda
0: sad. Yeah. He was sentenced to six years in prison after pleading guilty to passport fraud and perjury in the case of Nicholas Barclay. However, during his time behind bars, the imposter continued to maintain the story he'd created with Barclay.
1: I guess that's the one he's gonna die on that hill for.
0: Yeah. I mean there's a documentary and stuff about him and now he's like listed on like popular cases of imposters. So Yeah.
1: Nice try, we know. Yeah. (laughs) You're never gonna get away with this again. Although again with the fact that the parents or the mom
0: still yeah. couldn't
1: recognize, maybe he would get away with it again. Who knows? They'd be like, oh, are you my son that mm-hmm. went missing? Definitely. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Honestly, and this is probably one of those ripped from the headlines cases on Law & Order SVU. There is a similar episode where a girl returns after being missing from her family for 10 years. And it turns out she's just a girl that Perused some like child missing sites and figured out a girl that looked like her. Oh my god! And then it turns out that the the whole family accepted her, but the sister was kind of like, "Ew, like it's <laughs> yeah. awful that you're back." And it turns out she killed the original girl. You know, like the actual sister. Oh my god! And she was just like, "Why did you have to come back and choose us?" Like,
1: oh my god, she killed.
0: Yeah, like an accident,
1: but oh, oh, jeez. Oh,
0: but she covered it up, so yeah.
1: Uh, I'd be like, ghost? <laughs>
0: hmm That's crazy. hmm <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Thank you
1: for listening. If you enjoyed the show and listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, giving us a five-star rating is super helpful, and we will always appreciate it.
0: You can find us on social media at 13 Degrees of Screams.
1: This has been 13 Degrees of Screams, and we will see you next week.
0: God, I hope I get it. I hope I get it. How many people does he need? How many boys? How many girls? How many people does he need? Is this rained out? No. What is that? That's from chorus line. That's oh, what the song they sang. In. Oh. <laughs> okay.
1: Uh, disregard. Oops. <laughs>